Hey everyone, welcome to the pod. Bert Alcorn here. Um, we are we are back today on Monday with another uh, episode of the Anthem Daily Podcast, looking around the what behind Anthem House to House. So we spent about a week or so talking about that, uh, the why. Um, and then, and then we kind of had this pivot day. We we're talking about like in the midst of this, as we're talking about the about to move to the what and the how. Um, what is our metric for success? How are we measuring success? What does fruit, fruitfulness, effectiveness look like? Uh, and then we started getting into the what. And so uh, I did that first episode on Thursday of last week, and that was the general overview of what is Anthem House to House. And this week, what we're doing is we're actually drilling down a little bit into the three core elements of house to house. And uh, and then we'll kind of, there, there are probably a few frequently asked questions that we'll unpack here on the pod. But I will say, um, as we take this week to drill down into the three primary components of house to house, um, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, and it'd be great to hear maybe what questions you have, especially as we're getting into more of the nitty gritty of the what um, the nitty gritty of how this is actually playing out in the life of our church and, and what we hope to see happen. Would love to hear from you. So the best way to maybe ask a question or to share some feedback or whatever would be to text us. And our uh, just our church's text in line is the number 805-516-0010. Once again, that's 805-516-0010. Um, and it would be great to hear from you. It'd be great to hear what questions you maybe have about what we're doing here. Um or anything like that. That would be really, really awesome. So this week we're drilling down into the three primary components of House to House. Today we are talking about what is probably the backbone of Anthem House to House, and these are Anthem communities. Anthem communities. And Anthem communities are... Um, now, now I'll just say we come from a pretty robust culture of community groups. Um, so I mentioned in one of the other episodes that we kind of had this Sunday gathering community group during the week model, two halves of a whole Sundays and midweek. Um, it, it feels like a pretty traditional model these days. Um, but in that we had a pretty robust model of community groups, really high value on um, accountability, transparency, doing life together, meals, discipleship, all of that. And so um, even in this process, um, what's actually been a really a, a joy has been able to build on that. And, and even for people who are actually fully invested in a community group, um, this move to Anthem communities um, and, and meeting on Sunday and kind of bringing a more robust um, uh, picture of what church is like together, it actually feels like maybe a, a natural next step or a logical next or It doesn't feel like a huge leap for those who were really, really engaged, um, which which I think is the, the ideal here. So these Anthem communities are groups of 10 to 20 um, meeting in homes and especially during in this season, backyards, online um, for worship, teaching, response, uh, meals and life together. And, and this is the primary backbone and it's the primary gathering point for our church. So this is the weekly Lord's Day gathering are these Anthem communities. Um, and especially during the season, um, we're doing these in-person and online. And so we have a few in-person groups here in Ventura and we have an online community. Um, and, and for us, some of the motivation here was rather than having people show up to a service on Sunday, then meeting in a small group of people during the week, House to House is fusing these two ideas together, partly because even against best intentions, 
most people will show up to a in, a, in a traditional model, sort of that Sunday small group model, they'll, they'll tend to show up and see the larger non-relational gathering where little is expected of them as the most important, right? Um, and so we, we, it's funny, we actually experienced some of this um, because we, you know, we probably take maybe in a given year, two to three Sundays off in our old model. When we were meeting all together as a huge group, we take usually the last Sunday of the year off, kind of that in between Christmas and New Year's. And we'd usually do one or two during the summertime where we just head to the beach, um, maybe have like a huge party, do baptisms or whatever. And there, there was always a segment of people that pushed back on that, that why why would we ever take a Sunday off? Um, and I, I think I understand the heart behind some of that, but it's really interesting because when we took weeks off for community group, there was never any pushback. There was never any, from those same people, there was never any, in fact, some of those same people were, were not even in a community group. They only showed up. On Sundays, the non-relational gathering where little is expected of them, and they are delivered some music, a sermon, some fellowship. And for us, that's just not what we want from a church. That's When I look at scriptures, it's not what I see. And when I'm thinking of sort of the, the dreams that God has implanted in us for a community here in Ventura, that's just not what we want. And you know, seeing the the non-relational large gathering where little is expected of them as the most important, and then the intimate relational gathering during the week, secondary and somehow optional. And unfortunately, that creates a culture where many people in that particular model feel as though they're part of the church by simply attending a service on Sunday, even though they're not discipling anyone, they're not confessing sin to anyone, they're not using their gifts to benefit anyone else, or they're not loving people deeply. They're just sitting and consuming an event, and somehow that makes them a part of the church. And and on top of that, sometimes that same traditional model can allow people to hide within the church. Even though they're not really interested in obeying any of Jesus's commands, they can get, show up, maybe get their spiritual shot in the arm, uh, and and hide and not really be known or nothing's asked of them. And so for us shifting the primary gathering to these smaller groups that are in homes, backyards, and online, for us, as we see it, once again, this is not a conviction for anyone but us, it seems to better allow us to focus on what's most important and build a healthy culture of people actually obeying Jesus in all of life. So as we're elevating the value and importance of these smaller communities, we're making space for more people to use their gifts, more people to shepherd each other, and more people to equip each other for the mission of God. That's the backbone. And so how is this how is this working? How is this actually playing out? We're now, you know, I'm recording this actually on Monday morning. Um, so we now have three weeks under our belt in this new model. So, so much can still change and be adjusted, of course. Um, but really at an Anthem community, you immediately dive into the life of the church. There, there's no, there's, uh, um, and I hope this is not to to anyone's detriment, but there's really no waiting period. Like if you show up in someone's backyard or home, like you're immediately like getting to know people um, and uh, uh, you're immediately being known and immediately have opportunity to serve one another. And, and so I, ideally, these spaces are like family meals, but with a ton of intentionality. So each one of these communities is is led by community leaders and apprentices under the oversight of the elder team who oversees all the communities as a whole. Um, 
And each one of these community leaders and each one of these communities are called to empower and create unique groups of people who are living out the mission together. So when you come to an Anthem community, um, what we hope you experience is, and I'll say this first one is really important, but this is the first one we're actually choosing to abstain from in this season. Um, you'll experience a family meal. That's actually a huge part of the early church, and it's a huge part of our church, but one we're choosing to abstain from during this particular season. Sharing in the Lord's Supper, uh, a teaching from the Bible that's shared by all Anthem communities. We'll get more on that in a little bit. A time of worship and response, uh, times of discussion and opportunity to be prayed for and pray for others. Um, and so at least for us in these seasons, um, there, there is like a sign up required. You actually got to sign up, uh, one, you know, because it, in this unique season where we kind of have to limit how many people are showing up in one place at any given time, it helps the community leaders know who's coming and, and what to expect and all of that. Um, but, but at least in the season, it's also kind of a helpful measure for buy-in. Um, so this is at least in this current moment in time, partly because of coronavirus, this is definitely not the space where you can just kind of show up and and not be known and and show up and just kind of watch. You, you do show up and you're a part of the church immediately, which is maybe intimidating for some, but I think overall it's, it's like really beautiful. And these communities are the backbone. So this is the weekly rhythm meeting on Sundays. Now we have a bunch of communities that are all meeting at different times, but they're all on Sundays. Um, and while every community is going to look a bit different, they do have some common elements to them. And so there's going to be some element of genuine catch up, hanging out with each other as you kind of enter the backyard or the Zoom room or whatever. And uh, then for for us, one of the um, marking features of this model that actually helps us um, be together and not just spin off a bunch of autonomous house churches, where a uh, like a family of house churches, if you will, a network of these house churches, is one of the things is we share teaching. And we'll also share kind of a um, intro, welcome, vision, announcement moment from someone on the elder team. So someone on the elder team is sharing, hey, this is this is who we are as a church, and this is where our church is going. Um, and uh, someone on our teaching team will share teaching from Scripture. And we are all watching that together. So this is probably, and I'll get into this more in a different episode, but this is one of the main things that'll actually separate us from sort of autonomous house churches kind of doing their own thing, is there's a level of togetherness uh, and vision where we're all walking together, but then there's also a level of theological accountability and um, and sort of large group shepherding that we're able to do, um, and oversight that we're able to do by sharing biblical teaching together. So this is not hanging out in someone's backyard and whoever is hosting gets to just say anything they want. And maybe it's from the scripture. Maybe it's not like, that's not what's happening in Anthem communities. What's happening in Anthem communities is we're coming together uh, and we'll actually have a moment where we come around like in this season of TV, you know, who knows if that'll be the, the season forever, but right now it's coming around like a, a pre-recorded video that all of our Anthem communities watch. Um, and it's a and it's a sermon from scripture um, and where we're going together. Um, and additionally, there's some other resources on that video that any of our communities can choose to use or not use. And so those resources are usually like introing a response time, um, music, uh, worship via music, uh, a kid's story. Uh, there's usually kind of some other things that will come in and out as well, but those are all resources that communities can choose to use on the video, especially if they're on the newer side. 
Um, or if they have, like, for instance, this last Sunday, it was our first Sunday where we in our community, we had some live worship in our backyard. Uh, now, for the, la- for the first two weeks, we were kind of watching the, the worship on video, which I'm so thankful for the people who are doing that. But if you've ever watched kind of worship on video, you know, it's just not the same as sort of a live moment where you have um, a handful of people kind of taking leadership of that moment and, and helping us enter the presence of God together and just worship him. And so um, that was actually our first Sunday where we had um, uh, some people within our house church. I, I you know, I, I definitely, um, Sherry and I both kind of wide net cast some some vision and invited people to consider how they can contribute, but we haven't chased anyone down yet. And uh, we had two people in our group kind of come to us and say, hey, we want to do this. And we did it. It was beautiful and it was amazing. And it was so fun singing with, I don't know, 30 people in our backyard, um, you know, enough space where we could all spread out. And so we're trying to, we're trying to be safe as well, but um, it was a beautiful moment. And so there's some res- other resources that are available um, to our communities. And, and we also do this because we know especially as we start more communities in the coming months, as we try to reproduce quickly um, and have other people taking the lead, every community is going to be in a different place. So we happen to be in a community where um, we have a number of people who can kind of lead us in some worship musically. But once we start a community from ours, once we plant some people out to start, we may lose our worship people. We may have to go back to doing worship on the video. So it's continually a a resource for our communities, knowing that as we... As we're uh, trying to reproduce um, as fast and as healthy as we can, we know every community will be at a different spot. Um, And so we'll all watch a video together and that video will at the very minimum consist of sort of a vision moment from one of our, um, someone on the elder team and uh, a teaching from scripture from me or someone else on our teaching team. And then sort of the optional add-ons and resources for our communities are things like worship and kids story and that sort of thing. Now, after that video is done, like we, uh, we're responding together. So there's moments where maybe breaking up into small groups and praying or kind of having a collective prayer moment. Um, if there are giving moments, uh, we want to encourage our people to continue giving and giving generously in the season. Uh, kind of whatever else needs to happen, maybe any community level announcements that are going on. Um, and, and then at that point, every community is free to kind of take shape as they may. So there may be some discussion moments uh, in the future. That's, that'll be the time when maybe we do lunch or a meal together. Um, sort of every community gets to um, determine what, what those times look like outside of some of those core elements. Um, and for us, being three weeks in, this has been such a beautiful time of just having people in our home. And, you know, we, we kind of said, I, I told Sherry after our first week, um, that if we just open up our, our backyard and, and nothing, no agenda other than just we're together, um, it would have been a win, but also that we had these other elements and it felt like we got to do church together. Like this was, this was a huge, huge win. And we've thoroughly loved, um, uh, the last three weeks of our community. So shout out to anyone who's a part of our little backyard community. It has been a treat and a pleasure to experiment with you guys. And so love, what God is doing. Um, and uh, honestly, these Anthem communities are are the backbone of the primary gathering point, And this is our primary expression of church. Um, now, there's some other cool things we're going to dip into in the next couple of days. But as of right now, these communities of 10 to 20 meeting at homes where we are sharing, teaching together, worship, we're sharing meals, we're sharing life, we're sharing the Lord's Supper, where we are learning to be friends and learning to be for each other um, and learning to 
help each other walk out the mission of God together. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and I cannot be more excited to see more of these reproduce. And so today was just a bit of an effort to put some flesh on the bones of what is an Anthem community. Uh, the next couple of days, we're going to look at the other two primary aspects of Anthem House to House, which are core groups. Um, and we'll dive into that tomorrow. And then Big Sundays, which we'll dive into in a couple of days. And then what we'll do is we'll circle back around and maybe tackle some questions that you have uh, that you've sent in or some frequently asked questions that have come to our plate and just sort of unpack some of that stuff. Um, and then next week, we'll dip into leadership. What does leadership look like? How can What does a community leader look like? What is the role of elders in this new season? Um, what does it mean to be apprentice? How do I grow in leadership? All of those things. I'm, I'm very excited about that and very excited to maybe um, perk some of your ears if, if maybe God's calling you into more in this season to put some... Um, some next steps in front of you. But for the time being, uh, this is Anthem Communities. This is the episode around Anthem Communities. And please, please, please text in any questions you have about what it is we're doing. And we'd love to, I'd love to answer those on the pod. And so you can text in that number 805-516-0010. Once again, 805-516-0010. I'd love to hear from you and engage with questions you may have about what it is we're doing. But until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Hope you're having a great Monday so far, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.